Hey, welcome to How to Write a Novel, episode 100. Although there was an episode zero, so technically this is episode 101. But you know, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good batch of episodes. But it was obviously easier uh, those first like two or three months where I put out an episode every day. <laughs> you know, that built up the catalog pretty fast. So I'm uh, back in Tokyo. I'm not on that mountain in Fukuoka anymore. Did I say that? Did that happen? I don't know. Did I do an episode in Tokyo? I don't remember. This is like the opposite of putting out an episode every day. Instead, I'm kind of banking them and putting them out like one every week or so. Just so you know, at this point, now that I got the bedrock, it's like, let's try to keep this a little bit digestible. But yeah, I don't even know what this neighborhood's called. Somewhere in the outskirts of Tokyo. It's a long-ass train ride. I think I saw a sign the other day that to get to uh, Shinjuku, it's like 40 kilometers. So I haven't really been into Tokyo proper too much since I've been here. Just been on the outskirts, but... Uh, you know, this isn't bad. I mean, I already got my taste of Tokyo. Got my sense of Japan, and like, you really do start to notice when you travel around a bit that, uh, at least the places I travel, it's, you know, it's all just super developed places. It's just, uh, it's just McDonald's and Starbucks everywhere, <laughs> you know? The world really is. It's like, uh, about probably a kilometer squared that is just repeated over and over and over and over. It's kind of like an, another irony, a little catch-22, is I do like to travel, I like to go places, but uh, then you get there and it's all kind of the same. Uh, so I just had a couple things on my mind. One was, so I was talking uh, a little while back that I was listening to different podcasts, and one of them that I listened to quite a few episodes of was How Do You Write by Rachel Heron. And I did kind of like it, but there's a lot of episodes. It's uh, more episodes than this, hundred and as of this recording, I think hundred and thirty-six episodes where you know she interviews a different writer every time. Which that alone, I guess, demonstrates just as I talked about before. It's like she writes basically to to boil it down. She writes romance books, and everyone she talks to writes romance books, and uh, you know the gears of the fucking publishing industry, the fucking the gears and the oil, the whole mechanism, it's basically romance books, you know? <laughs> so it just keeps everything going. But I just decided today, like, I've got to bail out. Like, I don't, uh, it's just so much not, not my thing, where this person she was interviewing said that, like, she writes minimum 2,000 words a day and gets the first draft of a book done in, like, a month and a half? <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? What is this trash that you're writing? What the fuck? But then I was like, well, that's crazy, but that's not enough for me to finally... It's not going to break the camel's back. What did that was they were talking about like, oh, what's, you know, what's one of the harder things? What's something you have trouble with with writing? And she's like, oh, I always have trouble with the, uh, you know, the, the last step in the second stage, I don't remember what she said, just some super specific thing. You know, the final segment of the second act, or whatever. And Rachel Heron is like, oh, the, uh, it wasn't the long night of doubt, but it was something like that, you know? It was like, oh, the, the dark impulse. Oh, you mean the, uh, 
it's just this hyper specific word i should have written it down because it was just like oh you mean the uh passing through the dark feeling void <laughs> you know it was some dumb shit like that and the chick was like yeah yeah that part and man like again no i kind of it's weird to say no disrespect when I clearly disrespect, right? No disrespect to the, that podcast, and I, I like that it's chronicling this particular type of writer, and it's definitely a great resource for learning about how to write mega formulaic trash books. <laughs> but, but it's like, wow, when you've got your little three-act structure so down and all the different pieces of each structure and like you know all the beats and all of the fucking little whirls and jumps and it's like you know every stupid little moment of the performance I mean I don't even know how to describe it you just it's a blueprint it's a cookie cutter and they know it so well that they can spout off this bizarre jargon to each other and know exactly what point in this character's life they're talking about because it happens in every story to every character it's like that is fucking garbage that is shit <laughs> why are you writing these things like why aren't you a fucking bricklayer why aren't you i don't know go fucking put up wallpaper for people why are you writing books what the fuck is that shit man it's just so fucking... It's ridiculous. And I guess it is, like, romance stories. It's obviously a overwhelmingly female audience. I'm pretty sure every single person ever interviewed on that podcast is a woman also. It's just very much like a type of book or a type of story that's trying to feed something, some primal desire in women. So I was trying to think like, all right, well, what's the equivalent then? And I mean, the obvious one would be porn. Like, that's the only thing I can think of that fits the, the same parameters is what if I was writing porn stories? Then all of this shit would make sense. You know, I would want to have a distinct structure. I would want to have a distinct roadmap that I could be quite sure that people would enjoy the porn novel I wrote and then would buy another one when I write it and on the flip side it would be it would be silly of me to spend a long time on it you know like why would I spend two years writing a porn novel why would I spend three years writing a porn novel why would I really think through every little beat and every little moment why would I really try to proceed carefully if I was just writing a story about someone blowing their load in somebody else's face. <laughs> you know, why would I? What would be the point of that? And I guess that must be how they feel also, right? It's like, what would be the point of me spending months and months and months writing some romance story that is functionally identical to every other romance story that it's not going to make any difference if it's average or if it's great? It would be dumb to care that much. But that's, yeah, again, that's just, that's why I just, that's why I decided to bail out. It's like, I just can't listen to this anymore. It's just, 
I'm glad that I did pick up some tidbits here and there. My episode about endings, I talked a lot about some cool shit that I learned from listening to that podcast. But ultimately, it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? It's just, it can't, I can't deny anymore that these people I'm listening to are just writing porn. That's all they're writing. They're just writing garbage. They're just writing disposable trash. And I just like, I know it would hurt their feelings. I know they wouldn't like to hear their work described that way, but it just fits so perfectly. So that's just a dumb little rant I wanted to rant about. It's hard to say what the purpose or point was. That's one thing I like is there's this dude, Wheezy Waiter on YouTube that I first bumped into him like many years ago in like 2010. And I used to watch his videos all the time and I thought they were really funny. He actually kind of fits with this because uh, he made, you know, like disposable videos, like daily videos. And they were really good and they were really funny. But I just burned out after a while. I just kind of fell off and I unsubscribed eventually. And it's like I always liked him and I always sort of kept tabs on him. He was in this show, Platoon of Power Squadron, that I really liked. But I wasn't watching regularly anymore. And it seems like that's what everybody did because his YouTube channel just kept dwindling and dwindling. So he decided, fuck this, I'm not going to keep putting out, like everybody says, ah, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to grind it out. You're supposed to be consistent. You're supposed to have continuous content. That's what the algorithm likes. That's what YouTube likes. And in the case of these romance authors, presumably they're working under a similar idea. Like, ah, that's what the market wants. This is how it's supposed to be. But what Wheezy Waiter did is he said, no, man, fuck that. I'm turning hard 180. What I'm going to do is put out like an episode a month and I'm going to work on it really hard and really try to make it as good as I can. And he put out this video about him and his wife giving up sugar for a month and it got like 6 million views and completely rejuvenated his whole YouTube career. And he's just been going since then with that same idea. He puts out like a video every fucking whatever three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, whenever it's ready, whenever it's good. And he's back on top. In fact, he's more popular than ever. Like he never got views like that before. And I love that so much because like that might not be common. That might not be how things necessarily go for most people. But that's what I want to believe in. I want to believe in that world, you know, where you break your fucking back to make the best thing that you can and you're successful because of that. Not because you're just putting out a bunch of shit that you worked on for... Write a first draft of a novel in a month and a half? Go fuck yourself. What the fuck is that? Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, everybody says, oh yeah, you know, the first draft is just supposed to be trash. And I mean, my first draft is going to have a lot of problems too. But I would love to read one of that lady's first fucking drafts. A month and a half, you fucking hack? You know, like, again, it's just porn. Because if you were writing porn, I'd say, right on, sister. That's exactly appropriate. Yeah, you shouldn't spend much longer than that on your porn novel. And I mean, I guess it's just, it's just emotional porn, right? That's what it is. That's what I should call this episode. They're just writing emotional porn. So why get too nuanced about it? <laughs> anyway, the other thing that I learned from Wheezy Waiter is even in these videos that he makes where he puts all this work into them, he doesn't try to have a point necessarily. You know, if he doesn't come to a clear conclusion about quitting sugar or quitting the internet 
or going vegan or whatever he's doing, meditation, whatever thing he's trying to do that given month. If he doesn't have any clear evidence one way or the other, he just tells you, hey, here's what I noticed. What does it mean? Beats me. And, and it's great. It's so much better to have somebody just say, I don't know what the point of this was, but you know, do with it what you, what you may. Instead of trying to make up a point, instead of trying to make up some kind of purpose. So what's the point of this episode? Beats me. I don't know. Kind of a short episode and I actually didn't even talk about what I meant to talk about. I was going to talk about uh, taking notes. But fuck it, I'll talk about that next episode. Let's keep these short when I can, when I'm not talking for a straight goddamn hour about my dumb life. So there we go, there's an episode. Bing, bang, boom. Incidentally, you can buy booze in convenience stores in Japan and I love it. <laughs> I guess it's that way in the States too. And in uh, Quebec, you can do that. I don't know what Canada's problem is. You gotta go all the way into a liquor store and just go through this whole rigmarole. Around here, you can just stop in a convenience store, buy some fucking chips and buy a fucking beer. It's great. So that's another reason to cut this episode short because I'm just a drunken rambling moron. So let's listen to Synthetica by Metric. I was catching up on Metric albums. They have all these albums I never really listened to. And I was just listening to this song, and it was a nice misty night in the outskirts of Tokyo. And I was like, you know what, let's go for a little walk. Let's go explore a little bit. And then I was like, oh, what's this in my pocket? Oh, it's my recorder. Well, let's do an episode of my podcast. And now that episode's done. So I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Synthetica by Metric. Bam! <laughs>